I'm getting there with my list. I'm getting there. I'm getting there with my list. <laughs> I figured you could just need to get this old vinyl up. Just get this thing over with. Get it done tonight. Oh, I need a Swiffer, the floor, the basement floor, especially with all the plumbing work that was done. Some of the equipment had like, it was had oil. Let's just face it. And we did the best. Me and the tech, tech was helping me out. I mean, I'm getting lucky with these contractors. I went from bad contractors to the elite, the best of the best. Uh, somebody's blessing me up in heaven. That's all I got to say. We, he tried. Uh, but a lot of the stuff, you know, it's just like have to get the gain Swiffer and just go to town on it and... I'm nauseous as hell. Pain is pissed. You get home and take a whole pill. So I can get the rest of the stuff done. But uh, Eric was supposed to help me pull all this old vinyl up. You know, doing rescue and taking in, you know, injured and the sick and, you know, animals. Helped out. I've helped out a lot of animals throughout my life. Many, many, many. But Eric also helped and got to see the passion that I had. That's the truth on that. But also left me with a big responsibility. And it was a huge, huge responsibility. And I have delivered. I don't know how, but I've delivered. But I need to help with the vinyl. Uh, I had a friend of mine, but they're on vacation. And I was like, you know what? I told them you're on vacation. I'm going to try to get some stuff done. When I can't get done, I'll need your help. I'm not putting a time and looking at the clock. I'm like, I'm just going to take my time. I realize that's important for me. I'm a very organized, almost to an OCD fault. You know, neat, tidy, OCD, I know I am. You can eat off the floor. It doesn't matter if I have 100 animals. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I think it's just nervous energy, like my grandmother said. We all got it. All the girls got it. I think the men too. Also, my grandmother's side, my father's side. But um, I told myself, I'm just going to try to get as much done as I can while you're gone. What we can't, what I can't get done, obviously, replacing a door to the garage never got replaced, and I have the door. It's, an, it's one of the replacement doors that were replaced a couple years ago in the house. All the doors got replaced, but it's not that old. But I replaced just an older, old door. Rickety door in a, in a spare garage. You know, it look nice when you go to sell it. This thing, you're going to need a steel plate to cut through steel on a saw. But he's got really, really nice equipment. He does a lot of woodworking in that. So he's going to bring it over and get the old door off. And we'll put the new door on once he gets back from vacation. He's enjoying the beach and uh, well earned. That's all I got to say. And sending me some beautiful pictures. And so next time we go down, you're going to go with me. And I know I'm not going to be able to travel again. You know. But I have been blessed to enjoy the beach. And especially Fort Myers. Um, Laura, who owned a private condo in Fort Myers and that condo was no more. Literally uh, was looking and sent her an email last night because I was just wondering how are you doing, you know. Rent it off of you and there is no longer. It was on the beach and it was a direct hit. Um, and um, not going to be re rebuilding, obviously. A lot of people decided not to. But I was blessed to had really taken in the sights and sounds of Fort Myers and during off season and my friend is realizing with their cousins is the beauty of the off season when the world is more quiet it's fall kids are back to school colleges back to school and you can really truly enjoy simplicity and nature and the beauty of the ocean you know now things are calm I was pleasantly surprised um where they're at North Carolina borderline there South Carolina how clean the beaches are it's almost like mother nature just went and you know, but they were not affected as great as Florida. But uh, getting things done 
until they come back from vacation and just catching up with friends and that and doing just live video chatting online and everybody going whoa wow I can see your face now the hair is not all in, the fa in your face <laughs> yes my hair is always gone I just colored my hair last night red it was actually a dark dark brown but it pulls red every time I'm telling you I'm and split an image of my Spitfire grandmother and she was a redhead and I got that red hair just shines through but I pulled up all this vinyl tonight it bit oh about broke me and I told Eric you know need to help me with this vinyl stuff never did he listens podcasts and he can't say nothing because there's a lot I've never did I'm cleaning up the never dids sick as hell but this is a picture of how much vinyl and it was old and when you foster and you rescue and things like that especially with kittens and protecting the wood floors I'll show you what the wood floors look like um, picture here the wood floors are underneath the vinyl but the vinyl oh my god I gotta go oh I swiffered the hell out of that you know the wet pads actually did the job more than the dry swiffer it's just no wet pads and I used this uh, it's a Febreze commercial grade doesn't really have a smell but it literally 99.9% .9 bacteria and anything with cats you know what I'm saying completely I mean oh my god it smells like a whole nother room and it looks so clean and I'm like so damn proud of myself you could go girl it hurt I thought I was gonna throw up sometimes bending down I actually tonight I'm part of a group and the leader of the member of the group she's a psychiatrist and she does trauma therapy and I got her information from my trauma therapist she's a psychologist and it was the first time live and it was just a group of 50 of us and I learned about abandonment and why people abandon what possesses people to abandon you why when you're sick you are viewed by some people as an inconvenience burden and people want to do with you and they dismiss you and you're not part of anything you know to some people and it's because they haven't faced their uglies I've not yet to go into this analogy but that was the whole session about facing your uglies and basically just facing your uglies the things you do that are hurtful and then until you get outside of your own head which I've said this before you'll never realize and face your uglies and that dysfunction and all that will still be present until you do but it goes applies for everyone and even you if someone if you're being abandoned or you're abandoned or neglected or whatever even you realizing your uglies or your uglies is you know what you're putting up with and you still put up with it <laughs> I raised my hand <laughs> in a marriage I'm facing my uglies you know, letting people disrespect me when I know they're, and like she said, you know when people are disrespecting you and you're facing your uglies because you allowed it. You're allowing the disrespect. So you've got to face your uglies and figure out why was that, why was I that kind of person? And then as she said, you have your white moment, your aha moment of flag, flag. I had enough in the marriage. I had enough with this person. I had enough with these group of people. I had enough of this respect and not treating me as equal. And, and you face your uglies of, your uglies is doing soul searching. She just said it a different way of why did I put up with it this is what I put up with it realizing you would put up with it making peace of why you did and leaving that man or woman whomever you are gentleman or women or woman in the past and forgiving yourself and I really have been working with my trauma therapist and really forgiveness within myself making peace um, allowing myself to be treated not kindly not kind at all and in a marriage where let's just face it soon to be ex-spouse you even admitted you weren't treating me well at all. 
I still say you were scamming me. I still say you were after the beneficiary check. I still say it. Um, you never would talk a lot about yourself. I tend to think I never really knew you. And I'm a very open, genuine person. And I shared everything of myself. Um, I feel scammed in that aspect. Aspect. I feel cheated in that aspect too. Um, emotionally. You know, other means, ways, and form. But, uh, as she said, because people, when they do things like that, they continue doing it because they're not facing their uglies. For whatever reason, they're afraid to face themselves. They're afraid to get outside of themselves and face their uglies and figure out why they're doing the things they're doing and realize, really, the first place, as she said, first step, realizing what they're doing is they're being ugly. And generally, people do that. They'll do that to good souls. And generally, it's something within their life that they have never made peace with or emotionally peace with. And some people are an easy target. I, I, I don't like to feel that way. That I would be a target to someone who's going through trials and tribulations and doesn't know how to rear their emotions. But I've said it. That some people need therapy because you don't know how to deal with your emotions. You know? Get it right. Face your uglies. I've never heard of face your uglies. But it was like an hour. I got my ass handed to me. <laughs> Everybody had so much time of questions. Which is nice to go around. And 50 people is a lot. But um, my questions were pretty powerful and I got my ass handed to me of facing my own uglies. But I've already been facing my uglies as I knew in a marriage, I saw the flags. I knew things that weren't right. I was a slow process and I kept accepting every time his ugly surfaced and I would accept the ugly and then realizing that this person's like, okay, they accept my ugly, I'm just going to continue doing it. And then you get taken advantage of and then you get a white flag moment where I've had enough, I'm done. And I had that, you know? But wondering why people are the way they are when you're sick. Am I, am I burdened? Am I too much for you? And I realized through her support group, live support group, which is nice, a live support group. And everybody had very similar questions. You know, everybody's gone through their own struggles, but very similar. And even her as a psychiatrist faced her own ugly. Her husband had an affair with her sister and left her and moved in with her sister, and had a daughter while she was still married. And her mother knew about it. And her mother moved in with her sister because her sister had more money than her. Um, her husband was a breadwinner. Her son has reunited with her sister. She reached out to Olive Branch, as she said. You know, I'll say Olive Branch. And it wasn't reciprocated back from her sister um, after her mother passed away. And she allows her son and her daughter to have a relationship with her husband and his new wife. Although, as she said, I've, I've moved past those two people. Because I realized I needed to face my own uglies, you know, and quit reaching out to Olive Branch, to someone who doesn't deserve even a leaf. Um, but it was an interesting session. And why do people, when you're sick, treat you as less of a human being? Um, stop including you stop you know disassociate is what i was told it's called disassociating disassociating yourself with those that you should be present with and that remembering that it's not you it's only going to be your ugly if you continue to allow it to happen but in general it's not you there's something within and there's a pattern and sometimes 
um, when one person feels a certain way, if someone has a very persuasive personality, very controlling, very persuasive, they will persuade other people to join in. Listen, I'm feeling this way towards this person and I want you to join in. So I feel validated. I want to be validated how I feel and I want you to join in. And as she said, it can get downright, the uglies can get really nasty and they'll bring, you know, people around you in. And all of a sudden, as she said, you'll feel ganged up because she went through it with her marriage um, when her husband was having an affair with her sister. That's pretty damn intense. Um, and uh, she said that's what happens is a person doesn't want to feel alone and how they feel disliked to a certain person. And when you go with family, if someone who's sick, they feel like they're a burden. I don't want to deal with it. Um, blah, 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 blah. But when the person's getting ready to die, all of a sudden, now, all of a sudden, they want the empathy and the sympathy. And as she said, you know, and that's when you place healthy boundaries and you don't let that happen, although you're not alive when you pass. But you still respect your body, your shell, she calls it, I call cocoon shell. Um, and you do that with your will and things like that. But what possesses people to do that is learning that it's not you. That's the decision of a person. And if they recruit or they get other people to feel how they feel and persuade enough persuasion, severe, extreme persuasion, I'm sorry, she said, that will happen. You'll see it one by one. And all of a sudden you'll stand back going, what's wrong with me? Am I flawed? I'm sick. I'm flawed. I know this now. I'm not the same woman because I've evolved and I've grown a lot and I've handled the nasties and the uglies with the grain of salt and with deep respect for myself. I won't stoop on somebody's ugly level when they're being ugly and deal with it. They don't have not dealt with their uglies. Um, but people, as she said, will they will extremely persuade people to join in on how they feel towards someone, especially if they're sick. And she said it happens more than what people want to talk about because people don't want to talk about it. Nobody wants to think that somebody's going to treat somebody so poorly when they're sick, when people should be there for people who are ill. But she said that's not always true. It's a 50-50. But people will, um, as she said, persuade others to feel this way. I feel this way, so I want you to feel this way. Or she said there's things that are not fact or fictitional things that are fictitious things that will happen, transpire. You won't know. And you wonder why feeling ganged up on because really she said you are but how to face your own uglies is really the importance of it and I learned a lot from an hour is that you have to realize and be stronger the strongest version of yourself and not fall back on bad choices in your own uglies and accept and understand and soul search of why you've done things like that and what made you do it and were you a weak moment or were you feeling vulnerable did you feel like you needed to be loved were you willing in a marriage where it fails were you willing to just grasp at any man and give you attention and love because you were missing something and really in reality you had a void in your life if you choose someone and the flags are there and you still marry someone and the flags are there as she said then then you have to look at your own uglies is i was going through this self and i can't be so hard on myself because i went through this and i was going through this and i'm not that woman anymore and the white flag went up and i took the high road and i had the self-respect that i was building and i left or i asked them to leave or whatever situation may be but it was uh, it was in a different, same going through with like trauma therapy, but a whole different dynamic and looking at things differently. But looking at the terminology of dealing with your uglies and people being ugly and people having their own uglies and then reflecting that onto you, you know, or persuading people, you know, finding reason for their being, for them being ugly and not being able to get out of their own head 
to come to terms and be a better person. And sometimes, as she said, some people, they never will face their uglies. But you have to worry about how you respond and not put yourself around it so you can be in your healthiest state of mind and live your healthiest life. I mean, and that can't, that can't be truer statement, which is, I mean, it is, it's the truth. But uh, this is just things I, you know, I put my headphones on and this is, you know, I spent an hour, I put it on mute unless the questions were coming to me and I had time to ask, ask my three questions. Everybody had three questions. Um, sometimes she was able to answer just two because it depends if the time, which is a time limit of how long each question may go into, but all three of mine were answered. And uh, it wasn't anything at all I disagreed with. Um, it's just things that I need to apply and they're healthy boundaries. And that's what they are. But to never stoop to somebody's level, you know, let somebody have their own ugly moment and deal with their own uglies, but you don't entertain that ugly, you know? You you worry about how you respond back with a level of self-love and self-respect. And I'm damn proud of myself because over the past couple of weeks, I've done just that um, and breaking bad cycles and, uh, you know, figuring out why you repeat things um, when you know the flags are there and you walk on in <laughs> and grab that flag again uh, to stop. Stop the cycle, stop the pattern. Um, I don't know how many other people have done this with the online therapy and that group therapy sessions. It's, uh, I felt very liberated, free after that session. I was like, wow, you know, not only was it a great session, but um, I was able to refocus my pain and nausea and pull by pulling all this vinyl up, bending and stooping. And by the time I was done at the session, I was done with the Swiffering, liquid Swiffer pads, you know, the wet pads, excuse me, I'm sorry. And here's the before and after the wood floors. Look, there's a diamond in the rough. There's beauty underneath the vinyl. I got rid of the vinyl. I got rid of the uglies.